Mailbag Monday. We're doing Mailbag Week right now. We're starting with the return for a Jalen Brown trade. Who should start? Revenge Games and Simpsons comps. Do it all right now in the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corral is above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Green and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast, right here on the Lockdown Podcast. Network where it's your team every day, and I'm here for you normally Monday through Friday, but through August in the beginning of September, three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast. It's still a ton more podcasts than you're going to get anywhere else on the Boston Celtics. So subscribe, audio, video, it's on YouTube. Hop into the comment section there. Let me know what you think. I'm John Corrales. I used to play. A long time ago, now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal, and I'm recording three shows today. So if you sit there and say, wow, John, on Wednesday, you wore the same T-shirt, and on third and Friday, you wore the same T-shirt. Yeah, it's because I'm recording three shows in a row, because by the time you listen to this show, definitely Wednesday and Friday show, I'm going to be in an undisclosed tropical location justifying drinking before noon. So I'm giving you mailbags all week long. I've gotten uh, so many questions that I still haven't gotten to all of them. So I thought, hey, this would be, be great. I get to a bunch of them all in one week and let's just dive in. Uh, first of all, today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. Later on, I'll do some Simpsons comps because I love the Simpsons. And uh, that's one of the questions. Derek White's hair, which is no longer Derek White's hair. Uh, I, I, I wonder where I'm going to fall on that. Uh, Revenge Games is starting five. But right away, we're getting a question about a Jalen Brown trade from Edison. Says, do you think that come time the Celtics have to trade Jalen Brown? For who do you think he can go? Big name like Giannis or a bunch of role players? Uh, thank you, Edison, for the question from Paraguay. Uh, again, shout out to the international listeners. Love uh, having you guys on board. It's just so cool. It's so cool to have everybody from around the world listening to and watching the show. It's, just can't can't beat that. Uh, the, the return for Jalen Brown can be kind of almost either of those things. Like, would it be a name like Giannis? It depends on as always, when it comes to a trade, what the other team is looking for and what the Celtics are looking to accomplish. If the Celtics are still contending and the theory that's kind of been floated around this summer is they've got Jalen, Jason, and Porzingis, and they're probably only going to be able to keep two. If they pick two and Jalen's the odd man out in two, three seasons, well, at that point, Maybe they are looking for the the role players. Maybe they're trying to flip Jalen into multiple guys that can fill out a bench, and and that would be the way that they want to proceed. 
Hard to do that. It sounds like pretty easy in theory, but that's hard to do. And uh, as the saying out there goes, it's not like the, the two nickels make a dime, right? It's it's You're not going to get value, Jalen Brown's value in multiple role players. But if there is a team out there that's looking for their second star and Jalen's the guy that, that they have and it's, I don't know, an OKC, let's just look at a team that has some depth, Houston, team that's young now, but in two years, those guys are going to be still young, but more seasoned, maybe a team like Oklahoma City with a bunch of talent will say, we need to do a consolidation trade. And we need to trade two, three talented guys for one star player. I think that would be the most likely thing. If the Celtics were going to go after a big name, then they would probably have gone a different direction. I don't think the Celtics are trading. If Giannis Antetokounmpo actually is available in a couple of seasons, uh, I don't think the Celtics would be in on him the same like if things go the way the Celtics want, I don't know that they would be in on him the same way, but maybe they would because it's Giannis and everybody would be in on Giannis. And yeah, you trade whoever you can to, to get, you know, you want Porzingis and Jalen Brown. Sure. We'll take, take those two guys. We'll take Giannis, his brother, and like some spare parts to make it work. That could also very easily happen. Uh, but I would say it's more likely that the Celtics would be looking to, again, an OKC-type team, consolidation trade to say, we can get Jalen Brown for these two, three players. Celtics need to round out their bench. They could use these two, three players. That would be the kind of way to go. So that that's my guess. Uh, a bunch of questions here from John and James. So start with John. They're all kind of in the same vein, so I'm going to put them all, mash them together here. John says, assuming no offseason injuries or sh shenanigans, it seems like four of the five starters are a lock, Tatum, Brown, Porzingis, and White. Who do you think the fifth starter will be? Um, how much will they be experimenting? Which starting five would you most want to see? James asks, which two, which two of three bigs do you think will start? So it's about the starting lineup. I still think Rob is it, – it makes the most sense for Rob. Although, if you're looking for a sleeper candidate, maybe they dip into the bench – and go wing heavy and say, hey, O'Shea Brissett could be a starter. Or do you go Sam Hauser with extra shooting and you just you sacrifice shooting off the bench, but then you have Rob and Al coming off the bench and your, your bench unit is basically Brogdon, Rob, and Al, and it's a different dynamic. Now, Brogdon and Rob have not played well together yet, they would have to figure that out. Uh, obviously, one of the storylines at the end of last season was how Malcolm Brogdon never threw an alley-oop to Robert Williams, and they would need to get that chemistry down. There would be the potential for a sleeper candidate there that Joe would want to go you know, full five out and have just that one extra shooter. And hey, White, uh, Hauser, Jalen, Jason, and Porzingis – that's a lot of shooting on the floor, right? You can't guard all that. So that's not out of the question. I think general consensus, everybody kind of feels like it's going to be Rob. But I'm not I'm not going to say that that's the absolute direction that they're going to go. Because Joe Mazzulla 
kind of was iffy on Rob last year. Rob was coming off the injury, so that could play into it. I don't know what the full summer is going to be for Missoula as far as how he's going to progress as a, a tactician and what what his scheme is going to be and how how is he going to approach the start of games? How does he want his bench to kind of come together? It could be – there are a lot of permutations here. Like I said, Brissett could start as just kind of like some another wing out there. I doubt that, but – it's not out of the question. They could start Al. Maybe you start Al and you you sub him out early. I, I'm I'm still going to guess Rob, but I'm not going to rule out by any means uh, Sam Hauser becoming a starter. Super, super shooting lineup to start, daring the other team to guard it, and just saying, you know, if, if you're going to go crazy – with all of the shooters and Porzingis is there and he just catches some kind of uh, the occasional just lob or whatever uh, in a pick and roll because there's so much shooting on the floor. He's going to have plenty of room to move. Then yeah, you can, you can go with that. It's basically using Rob in a, you know, in Porzingis's body and having that shooting ability. So what starting five would I want to see? I don't know. At this point, like the Sam Hauser lineup would probably be a little bit fun. Uh, I I don't know what I want to see yet, uh, and I don't think we should have any preconceived notion yet because we haven't seen these guys play. I haven't seen any preseason. Let's get through training camp. Let's get through some preseason games. Let's see what it looks like on the floor, and then we can overreact to preseason, and I can come up with a, a, a plan that will get shot down and we'll go from there. But I need to see them play basketball first before I sit there and say, I want to see this lineup. We know it's going to be the Jays. We know it's, it's going to be Porzingis. We know it's going to be Derek white, that fifth guy. It could be any number of guys. And then, then you go from there. So there, there are questions, but I want to see some of those answers before I start getting into what I want to see. We'll get into some more stuff here. Revenge games. We'll talk about that stuff next. First, today's show brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is the number one sportsbook in America. Football is about to kick off. Let's get on to FanDuel. Gives you the chance to win all season long because right now when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Not a bad bet there. Every time your Super Bowl pick wins, you get bonus bets. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl. Every time they win, you can get a bonus bet. You can use that bet on anything. Spreads, player props, over-unders, everything. Go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get started earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Please gamble responsibly. Thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Again. Wednesday show, another mailbag. Friday show, another mailbag. I'm recording them all. Mailbag week here on Locked On Celtics as we go down three days a week for the rest of this month and into next month. So tons of questions. You can get those questions in at johncorrales.com slash mailbag. johncorrales.com slash mailbag. You got a ton of questions. I got a ton of answers. It's a great way to get through the offseason. If you've got questions that are interesting for sure, I'm, I'm 
I'll keep answering questions uh, as long as we uh, can keep on going. So let's get into Greg's question, who says, listening to your podcast on what if Gallo didn't get injured, what about Porzingis playing for his national team? And if he gets injured, do the Celtics take out insurance to protect their investment? Can they, should they? Yes, there's always insurance on these players. They always have insurance on them. So if a guy gets hurt, you have to pay him out. Insurance pays out uh, unless otherwise stipulated in, in the contracts. It's not universal, but generally speaking, if a guy gets hurt, there's insurance that pays his, his contract. And so it doesn't come out of your pocket. It comes out of the insurance company. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure on the application of that when it comes to international injuries. I believe that when you have an international player who is playing in these games, there is something you can add, but uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. But I do know that when guys get hurt, the insurance kicks in. So, uh, not that that means anything for the Celtics. If insurance is paying the salary or the owner's paying the salary, it's still on the cap, it's still on the books. So, the only thing it saves is like Wick Grossbeck saves some money. So, he likes insurance, so, uh, but that's it. Mike says, after Gallinari's reference to circling Celtics uh, games on the calendar, which former Celtics would you say most deserve to circle Boston on the calendar, aside from the obvious ones like Isaiah Thomas, who is no longer in the league, so he doesn't even get to circle any games. Who's in the league that actually has some standing to circle a game? I got to go with Grant Williams. The most obvious one to me is Grant, not only because he gets traded and, and I'm not the, I'm not a believer in, Oh, you traded me. Now I have to show you, uh, that doesn't, that doesn't always do it for me. Players, I think get into that mindset, but I, I think if you get traded, you get traded. It's not, it's not the biggest deal in the world. But players take it personally, and you want to get your motivation from somewhere, get your motivation. That's fine. I'm not going to argue that. But Grant actually, I think, has kind of a bone to pick because he had that relationship with Joe Missoula start to sour. I, I know he said that personally, the, the relationship is fine. But on a uh, professional level, it's very obvious that he fell out of favor and that it's it was Joe Missoula that it's, it's that relationship with Joe Missoula on the court in, you know, in the games that was part of why Grant was expendable. If Grant, if there's no guarantee that Grant was going to play, then they weren't going to match any kind of salary for him. They weren't going to uh, have him on the roster, taking up cap space and luxury tax and all of that, putting them over the second apron and, and hindering their ability to do some kind of mid-season tweaking if he was just going to sit there. So, yeah, he he went to a pretty good situation. The folks in Dallas are pretty happy to have him. They need a player like him, so he's in a good spot on a team that, I don't know, can, is up and down. I have no idea what the Mavericks are going to be. It depends on Kyrie Irving. When you're when you're betting on Kyrie Irving, you're you're really risking a lot, so I don't know what they're going to end up being. But it's still a good situation. He's making plenty of money. So it's not the end of the world. But 
I think coming back, if there's one player, a former Celtic, that can come back and has the coach on the sidelines that every time he hits a three against the Celtics, and he can turn and stare Missoula right in the face. And he's going to do that. I guarantee you, every time he hits a shot against the Celtics, he's going to turn and look at Missoula. And, hey, you if that's how it goes, if Grant Williams beats the Celtics, then he'll – He'll earn the right to crow a little bit. So he's he's my guy as far as who gets the revenge game. I don't know that there's anybody else that, you know, is Kemba Walker who's playing in Monaco right now or will be playing in Monaco. I don't know. Just, just by virtue of getting traded doesn't mean that you automatically earn revenge against your former team. But I know how players think, and, and they think differently. Uh, so. Whatever. Everybody that's been traded by Brad Stevens gets revenge. Who? Whatever. Who cares? Uh, but but Grant, I think, legit has a, a little bit of a beef. Aaron says, where is Yamadar and when is he going to single-handedly lead the Celtics to their 18th championship? Yamadar and um, Yuhan Begaron are the two, two of the more common questions. Where are these draft and stash guys? Any team with draft and stash guys is going to have questions about their draft and stash guys over every summer that they are not in town. And so Yamadar is, I I don't know that he's an NBA level player. He won like best young player in Euro league or some Euro basket or something like that, um, which is nice, but that's, you know, best young player. That's not best player. That's not, you know, he's, he's a good basketball player. Is he ready to come over to the NBA? If he was, trust me, the Celtics would have him. They'd have him here. I don't think he's ready yet. Um, I don't know if he's ever going to be ready. If he's not ready by now, but who knows? It's not going to be this summer. It's not going to be this year. Uh, let's, let's table the Yamadar stuff and maybe, maybe he has a breakout year and next summer is, is when he comes back over. And hey, that would be great timing, right? Because I think next summer is Malcolm Brogdon, if he makes it through this year, next summer would be when Malcolm goes. And if Yamadar is finally ready to have like a backup role in the NBA, then that would be great timing because I think the Celtics would uh, have Derek White around still. Maybe they'll extend him in a few weeks. We'll see. We'll wait. And that's certainly possible. One more bit of business this offseason. But I I haven't seen or heard enough from Yamadar or Begaron to to say that they are in the offing, waiting in the wings for their opportunity. It's probably going to take uh, a little bit for for them to make it over here, uh, if at all. So definitely not this season. Coming back next, we're going to have some fun. Third segments on these mailbag. I'm going to leaving them to more fun, goofy types of questions. So when you get into johncorrales.com slash mailbag, if you have some kind of fun, goofy type of question, I'm saving the third segments for those. And hey, how about the Simpsons? We'll talk about Simpsons comps in just a minute. First, I want to thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Check out the Lockdown NBA podcast, which is still five days a week. Normally, I host with Jake Madison on Wednesdays. I will not be hosting with Jake Madison this Wednesday because like I said, on Wednesday, when they're recording, I will be swimming in very warm tropical water. I'm sorry to uh, keep rubbing that in, but I'm very excited to be going on vacation 
And that's what I'll be doing. So let's get back into the questions. But check out Locked on NBA. Uh, normally I'm there every Wednesday. Great show, rotating hosts all week long. Got the whole league covered. And fun discussions here in the offseason. Owen says, how do you feel about Derek White going bald? Well, anybody who's seen me in person, and if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see that very clearly I have inspired Derek White. I mean, look, he's had that hair all his whole career, his whole career. He spends one full season in front of me asking him questions, and, and what does he do? He goes bald. I don't know, man. Two plus two. Seems to equal four here. Derek White sees me, my beautiful bald head, nice shape to the dome, says, you know what? I think I could pull that off too. We're about the same size. We got the same head shape. I think he looks great. I love it. Big proponent of shaving your head if you're starting to lose your hair. I actually, you can't tell because I just shaved it nice for my uh, for the show and for vacation. So it's nice and all the way down. I, I am receding a little bit. But I do have a, a fair amount. I could, if I wanted to, kind of do the old like comb forward. I can manipulate it enough where it's like, uh, well, we'll let it slide. It's not comb over. I'm not at comb over level. I've got enough on my head to make it work well enough. I'm teetering on the edge. When I first started shaving my head, it was much more uh, my choice. It has become less my choice. And frankly, I'm waiting for mother nature. Hey, let's go. Save me money on shaving. Take it all. Take it all. So good on Derek White for taking the leap. I'm all for it. Michael P. If I know, I feel like this is my guy, Michael P. Uh, because this question is about the Simpsons and he knows. So I think this is, I think this is my guy, Michael. But if, if it's not that Michael P, then hey, Michael P, other Michael P, you're my guy too. Because he says, love to hear all your Simpsons references. If you had to assign a Simpsons character to each Celtic starter or more, whom would you pick and why? I thought about this for more than I care to admit because I wanted to get it right. I'm not sure. Um, you try to shoehorn guys into the type of, you know, I don't know. So let's just go. Let's just go. I'm. Let's start start at the top, Jason Tatum. Tatum is a hard one. He's a hard one to figure out. I went with Bleeding Gums Murphy for Jason Tatum because Bleeding Gums is somewhat legendary. Lisa thinks he's legendary, although not everybody has heard of Bleeding Gums Murphy, uh, but he's super popular with Lisa, so... Tatum, super popular with the kids. Um, elites, but not at that, like, it's not like he's like Coltrane or anything like that, right? He's not at the top. He's not Giannis. He's not Jokic. So he's at that next level. And I was going to say that next level is Bleeding Gums Murphy. So I'm going with Tatum for Bleeding Gums. Jalen Brown, first choice, Mr. Burns. He's got all that money. He's got, he could be throwing money fights with Smithers. Uh, I'm going to actually say that Jalen is more Lisa than anybody. He, he and Lisa both first socially conscious, um, very politically motivated, very politically active, um, very smart. Um, I think, and you know, 
ahead. They're, they're very good. Lisa's, Lisa's elite as a student. Jalen Brown's elite as a basketball player. So I'm going to say Jalen is Lisa Simpson. And, you know, sometimes Lisa, you know, the Lisa episodes aren't always the best episodes. So there's the Jalen Brown taking over isn't always, isn't always the best, but some of them can be pretty good. So yeah, I'm going with that. Derek White was a tough one. These are all tough. I'm going to say Derek White is Maggie because he doesn't like to talk a lot, not to the media. If he could sit there sucking on a pacifier for the entire media availability, he would. So, but also Maggie, very underrated, smart, very underrated. She, she saves Homer on multiple occasions from like getting hit. What, what did she jump up and catch uh, that was being thrown at him? Like she, she like flat out saves Homer's life multiple times right? She's playing with the blocks and she's got equals MC square. She knows she's, she's like smart, quiet, and surprisingly like elite. Her escape from the, uh, the, the daycare when she's got all the babies kind of like tying their pacifiers and stuff together so they can all escape from, from this like crazy daycare, elite athletic achievement. So underrated, Super athlete Maggie is Derek White. Kristaps Porzingis. Obscure reference here. In the, um, what is it, 22 short stories where Nelson is just pointing and laughing <laughs> at everybody and he points at laughs, points and laughs at a big guy driving this little tiny like Volkswagen and he, the guy stops and gets out and he's gigantic. And he says, it's the biggest car I can afford. Okay, that's the guy. That's Kristaps Porzingis. Why? Because he's super tall. He's the tallest guy in the Simpsons universe, I believe. So that's Kristaps Porzingis. Robert Williams, easiest choice. Otto, just super cool, probably stoned half the time, most of the time. Uh, just totally fun, says what he's going to say, uh, speaks in a way that's maybe sometimes hard to understand, but yeah, Rob is Otto. Uh, a couple, I, I don't know who Homer Simpson is. I don't know who on the Simpsons would be, uh, who on the Celtics would be Homer Simpson. I don't have a Homer Simpson. Uh, I'm, I might've gone with, with Grant, but I'm not sure if, if Grant is more crusty, the clown, but he's gone. So I don't have a Homer. Uh, Luke Cornett is Ned Flanders. Hands down. That is just absolute Luke Cornett. Ned Flanders, religious, wholesome. They they look the same. You put some round glasses on Luke Cornett and a green sweater, he would be Ned Flanders. So 100%. And like Ned, surprisingly jacked in athletic. Luke Cornett, surprisingly jacked in athletic. So perfect fit. And then Al Horford, I think, is going to be Principal Skinner. Just by the book, but, you know, not, yeah, I'm just going to go with Principal Skinner. He's like the, the authority figure here. That's my best guess at Simpsons comps. So hop into the comment section if you've got other Simpsons comps. I would love to hear it. This is, I love classic Simpsons. They're up to season 30. I stopped watching somewhere around 12, 13, 14. Uh, picked up an episode here or there, but then they just fell off for me. So 
early Simpsons, classic Simpsons up to those early teens years. Just love, love, love them. So you want to hop into the comment section and let me know I'm all on board. Again, you can get into the mailbag episode by going to johncorrales.com slash mailbag. That's the only place I am taking questions because it's the easiest place for me to organize. You send me a question on a Tuesday on Twitter. I will have forgotten about it by the time I'm organizing these. So johncorrales.com slash mailbag. Get your questions in. I will continue to do mailbags as long as there are questions to be answered. So I will, there are plenty, there are plenty. So I've got Wednesday and Friday show to do mailbags all week long, and then I'll be back next week. So submit your questions, get your answers, subscribe. If you're new to the show, if you're a regular listener and every day, would love it. If you shared the podcast, tell your friends, tell everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day.